Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two. This is episode two. We are back to school. It's live. Um, we are heading into September. I'm Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos. My co-host is... I am Robert Hinchler from Tyrone Thompson Elementary School. And What's up? Not a lot. It's hot. It is. Well, no, I have to honestly say that we have had one of the most mild summers, uh, I feel like, in in probably at least 10 years. It's been weird. I've lived here since 91. Yeah. And we used to have a lot of mild summers where there would be a lot of rain. And then I feel like the last 10 years have just been so blazing hot, like 114, 115. And this year, it's been a lot of, it's humid, humid. Humid. Yeah. Like there's rain. Yeah. There's thunderstorms like all the time. It's just weird. Like yesterday with Thompson, there was one cloud in the sky and it was over us pouring. So. Really? Yeah, it was weird. That's so crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, my my husband calls them thunderheads, but like a lot of thunderhead Mm -hmm. clouds out all the time. But um, I know next week is supposed to be in the, you know, in the, in the hundreds. And, um, but I feel like, hey, we're on the tail ends. And if we only have a few days of a hundred plus, then, then we've really been saved this summer. (laughs) Let's hope for sure. So we're in the fourth week of school and... What what are what are some things that are happening? What are some things on your minds? So I kind of got one thing I was thinking about today, okay. and I don't. I, I want your perspective on this. Um, at Thompson, we had, I I believe I counted thirty four um, changes to staff, and what I mean by that is thirty four people are in a different position than they were in last year, which is a ton. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. You know, we had to add eight people because we're growing. We had to replace a bunch of people who left the district. We had to replace three people who transferred. Uh, then you throw in support staff. That includes AP change. Uh, so a lot of changes. One thing that is becoming interesting, and those of you that listen probably will figure out real quickly what I'm talking about, um, is people who change positions get more of a global perspective of school. And it's interesting to me to get your perspective on this. When you get a more global view of the school, you can then see certain people and how they run. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, always telling people you run in your own way. If you're great Mm -hmm. at this, then do that. If you're great at this, do that and just work to get better in the other areas. One thing that people who get a more global perspective of is they realize real quickly that they can't all be like you or they Mm -hmm. are not all like you. And so from a teacher perspective, and you're out of it now, you have more of a global educational perspective. How does, what does that statement bring to mind? Because you're, you know, like people are always like, I don't know how you do your job. Well, the ones that tell me that are the people who have the global perspective of trying to run and maneuver all of these people and make them all swim in the right direction. So what do you think of when I say, Abby, they can't all be like you? Um, I, I'm Immediately when you were talking, my mind kind of went to Michael Jordan 
and Michael right. Jordan spent years. I don't know how many because I'm not a sports person, but I I'm, I don't live under a rock. So Michael Jordan spent years as number 23, I think, um, for the Chicago Bulls, and he You're was correct. the best there was to be. Right. So we're talking the you know 80s, 90s. He was the man, and then he retired and he went to baseball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And sudden, you know, you go from being top dog in your sports to going to a whole nother sport that has different requirements. You know, you're still it's still an athletic, obviously a sport, but um, he found out that he wasn't top dog and that his skill tra- skills did not transfer just because he was top in basketball did not translate to top in, in baseball. And I was just, as you were talking, I was just equating that to how difficult it is to be in a certain, for instance, grade level. And if you've spent any amount of time and then you move to a grade level, you have to learn a whole new skill set. Not necessarily a skill set, I take that back, but new standards, new approaches. You still have your own teaching methods. Um, but I think that you definitely see, wow, this is way different than I thought it was going to be. So when you would get you know, new teachers in your kindergarten class mm-hmm. back in the day, you would expect certain things of them. But was that fair of you to expect them to be, to kind of run like you did? I... Um, I'm measuring my words carefully because I have always kind of felt like, and I I deal with student teachers now, you know that. And so I just, I've had two post-conferences today with students right before we are recording this podcast. And so one teacher is in first grade and one teacher is in fifth grade. And so very different, but I let them know that you have to find your own Um, personality in the classroom and you have to find your own tempo. And what I mean by that, and I explain them to them, I know I am a lot. I am what they would call extra. I I tend to be loud. I tend to like that. I tend to like movement. I don't mind chaos. I, I, and, and I don't, you are kindergarten chaos. Yes. And I don't, and I don't mean that in a like chaotic non, but I like a productive chaos. I like Mm -hmm. a productive hum. I like students to be able to have multiple opportunities and and options and choices and I like hands-on activities but not everybody does. I love mm-hmm. to sing and dance and I had somebody comment on one of my posts that I was doing a little song and they said this is the introvert's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, you know and so I I feel like when I would have new people come to my um to our grade level. There's one in particular that I'm thinking of. She was a brand new teacher. And then of course, brand new to the grade level. And I said, look, you know, find your rhythm, find your rhythm, whatever works for you. Because if you try to emulate me and it's not you, you are going to struggle and you're going to hate life. In the same way, if somebody told me, Abby, you have to be quiet, you cannot sing, you need to just be quiet and everything needs to be a level two and you don't raise your voice and you can't sing and you can't dance. And I want you or all your students to just sit at, a, at individual desks and have sit and get time. Then I would be like, ah, so yeah. I, I think that c- comes with maturity though and so, experience. So is it fair of you? as a professional to expect others to at least run 
in their direction. So I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, we're kind of built on, you know, what if we're all running in our own way and we all move the bus together? Mm-hmm. And what people find, of course, is that not everybody runs at their speed or in their lane. What is your perspective on what the teachers who have the more global perspective now should expect from their colleagues? Uh, I, I mean, we've talked about this before, Robert, and I feel like this is a revolving catch-22. And yes. it's very subjective to each individual person because there are teachers that, you know, say, hey, I'm I, I'm showing up to school, you know, two hours mm-hmm. early. I'm staying an hour after. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And you expect that from your colleagues and you can't. You can't. I've been there where I felt like, man, you know, I'm but I have to I can only control what happens in my classroom. Yeah. We go back to we go True. back to that again. I can only control True. what happens in my classroom. I'm only responsible for my students. And ultimately, let's be honest, it comes down to data. I'm only responsible for my data. And okay. so it so I think what you're trying to say is where where's the measurement? I think as long as we're all teaching the standards and when we go into a meeting and talk about, you know, are our are our students meeting the expectations and the benchmarks, I don't really care how you get there. I don't really care how you, I don't really care how you get there. So if you want to be a teacher that rolls in at, at show up time and you roll out at, 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 um, contractual time, Mm -hmm. Hey, as long as your students are learning and as long as your students are happy, I can't, I, I can't, dictate and and control and whine and complain about what you do or or don't do. I agree. You know, how you get there is how you get there as long as you get there. And if you don't get there, well then you have to make some changes. I sat with, you know, Sarah DeLouis who's been on the the podcast before and I remember talking to her for a half an hour many years ago and saying, "Sarah, they can't all be like you. They can't all do what you do." Because it's very hard sometimes for people to accept other people's strengths or weaknesses. And so it's a constant um, it's a constant study in human nature for me to watch how other people react um, when people don't do what they do in their way. And you have a, a school full of, you know, 25 new people. Mm-hmm. And then you have the people who have been through it with us last year. The people who have been through with this last year understand and they know where we're going. And so they think, okay, we got to go. We got to do it this way. And they can't understand why people don't do that. So I'm, I'm always telling people they can't all be Abby. People cannot all be like you. And I, okay. But what does that mean? Does that mean because I, um, because I spend extra time because I choose to do certain things or again, let's go back to, I think as long as you're getting the job done, that's the way it should be. If you, yeah, yeah. you know, if you, if you want to stay after school, if you don't want to stay after school, if you want to be on, you know, a chess club and, and be a coach in a chess club or, mm-hmm. or cheer club or whatever, great. But if you don't, I feel like that's your, that's your right. And, you know, we talk so much about comparing among ourselves. Just get the job done. Make mm-hmm. your be, do what's best for kids and get the job done. I don't. I. 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 
That's how I feel. So one of I the can't things, control other people. I can't control right. other people. You're right. And I can't convince other people because right. when you try to convince other people to, oh, you know, then I, I feel like it puts unnecessary pressures on people. So look at it from this point. Now you're in schools, you're in other schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you walk in and you start to get the, what you think of the school. It, you know, how does it feel here? Um, is it fair of admin from your perspective now being outside of the classroom or when mm-hmm. we're together, is it fair of admin to expect people to at least run in their way and buy into what we're trying to do? Or should admin try to pigeonhole everybody into this one thing, uh, like this one vision, this one plan? So from a teacher perspective, would you tell listening admin, differentiate for everybody and and have a a goal out there or no just push them in push them like everybody's got to go this way it's an interesting interesting thought here's because here's what i was thinking as you were saying that if you sign up for ron clark academy you know what you're getting into so if you if you sign up for a STEAM Academy or you sign up for, for Tyrone uh, Thompson Elementary School, I lay uh, it out. A baccalaureate, you sign up. I can't even say that correctly. Say it for me. Baccalaureate. <laughs> or, yeah, okay, International I, I, Baccalaureate. Yeah. If you sign up for, if you become, you know, an educator in one of those schools, you have expectations of you that maybe you don't at a regular elementary school. And so I feel like you have, you, you have, you know, you have to, you you have to pony up for what you signed up for. And if you don't like it, then you know, okay, this isn't for me. And when my contract is up at the end of the year, I'm out, I'm going to move on to something else. So I don't think it's fair when, when, for instance, Robert has a vision for Tyrone Thompson or Sally May Elementary School or wherever, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, I want everybody to wear purple shirts on Wednesday, and I want everybody to wear green shirts on Friday, and people say, yes, okay, and then they get in there and say, I don't know why we have to wear yeah. purple shirts on Wednesday and green on Friday. This is how stupid. You know, you signed up for it. You know it. Now, I do think it's unfair if you come in and you make those expectations and then somebody comes to you and says, well, I really don't like to wear green. So can I wear blue? And then you say, oh, okay, well, it's okay if you wear blue because then that just creates contention and right. creates problems. Right. So do what you signed up for and then, and, and then you, can, you can always leave. So it's, a, it's just a fabulous – I keep coming back to it. It's a fabulous study of human nature to be a principal. <laughs> I, and I will be one to say right now, when, I, when we get into these conversations and I think – and I'm only imagining what you're going through at your school, I'm like, thank goodness I don't have to deal with that because yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know want what you the to answer think, is. I don't want you to think that anything's terrible. It's not. It's, it's people, it's, Robert. It's people. Yeah. Anytime you get people together, more than, you know, it's it's like when I share about literacy stations. Two's company, three's a crowd, and <laughs> yeah. any more than three is a party or a hot mess. <laughs> and that's just life. That. You yeah. know, it's like you, anytime you get more than three people, you're going to have multiple opinions <laughs> and everybody, you know, somebody's going to try to be the leader and, you know, and then somebody gets mad because they don't like the leader's ideas. And that's just, that's just the reality so, of it. Going back to Michael Jordan. Okay. If you, if you watch The Last Dance, which is a fabulous um, miniseries about Michael Jordan, uh, 
Michael Jordan demanded the best out of you at all times. And he would beat you up in practice. He would fight with you in practice. And his point was, if you can't fight me in practice, how are you going to fight the opponents in the mm-hmm. real game? There's a lot of truth to that. Okay. And- they knew what they signed up for when okay. they went to play with Jordan. Okay. And I will say this, and I will say this, there was a lot of, and I've never seen the movie, so I, but I've, okay. I've heard a little bit about it and I, excellent. okay. But one thing that I do know from the things that I have read about Michael Jordan and the last dance is that there was a love hate relationship. A mutual yes. respect, but but also like they hated it, but they knew if they wanted to be better and they knew if they wanted to be part of that winning team and be part of the NBA championship, that they had to, that they, that they had to um, collaborate with him and they had to work with him. Yes, you're right. So now going back, why do teachers. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, okay. I knew this uh-uh, was coming. No, this is, this was I knew fun. this was coming. Why do teachers not do what they signed up to do? Because we're not getting paid $3 million. No, 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 no. (laughs) But then they get mad at me for challenging them to do what they signed up to do or any principal, you know, like, you know what you got yourself into. And then I say, Hey, we, you, you signed up for this on the expectations. It says this. And -hmm. then all of a sudden I'm the bad guy for pointing out that we're going this way. I think some of that comes down to you, you, it always, you know, during the summertime and you, you have to admit that you do the same thing sure. when you're not in the mix and you're thinking about it and you're planning for it. It's exciting. And you're like, you know, there's, there's either nervousness or there's excitement. And sometimes it's a combination of both and you're ready for the new year and you're, you have a lot of plans and ideas. And then all of a sudden, and here's where Robert, I need you to take a little different perspective. Okay. Okay? You have your 35 staff members or however many you have, but let's just say for, for time's sake, you have your 35 staff members, you know, their personalities, you know, their, their idiosyncrasies, you know, that teachers do not know what is coming into their classroom. So you True. could have a True. really good, you could have a really positive attitude. And I, and this, we work together when this happened to me. Yeah. The 2019, 2020 school year, the, uh, on meet the teacher day, there were 22 students in my classroom on my roster, 11 students that had IEPs and 11 students that were parent requests. You remember this on the Friday <laughs> and on Monday I had 23 Tuesday, 24 and Friday I had 29. Now in all fairness, all kindergarten had 29. So it wasn't just a dump on Abby, but that was one of the most challenging years I had because of the sure. behaviors. Sure. And so I did not want to do extra. I but was I'm not, overwhelmed. I'm not, okay, I was fair. overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. I was I, 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 and then there was another year, you remember this one as well, where I had somebody who was violent and screamed yeah. and I, I tolerated yeah. that the whole year, Robert. And yeah. for the sake of that student, I said, it would be best for him to stay in my he room did. than to move him all around and to try to get him out of my room. I thought it was in the best interest, but Robert, I went home. You can ask my family every single day and said, I don't talk to me, please. Yeah. I, I can't. And on Friday nights, I would like ask my husband, please take them and just go and leave me alone. And yeah. I'd go to bed at like six o'clock. Sure. And so you have those 
times. And so you know what your staff is like, but teachers mm-hmm. don't always know what's coming into their classroom. So, so you can have a grandiose idea. Let me finish. You could have a grandiose right. idea of I'm going to do a room transformation every week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then all of a sudden you are, over, you, you know, your, your class list of 22 became 27. And then guess what? You're having to buy out your prep all the time. So all these good ideas that you had are now being drained from you because you did sign up. But there's all these extra things. So just look at that perspective, because sometimes that's what happens. That's the reality. You are not wrong. There's a there's a class at Thompson right now. She did not sign up for what she got going on. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. But you are still expected to do certain things. So, Abby, you would have still been expected that year to have uh, – we probably did AimsWeb back then. Mm-hmm. or. Uh, DRA at the end of the year Mm -hmm. for anybody that could read. So there's still those minimal things, which is good for every student. So again, if you signed up to teach at Smith Elementary School back in the day, Mm -hmm. and you know we have to do this Mm -hmm. data, no matter how many kids you have, Mm -hmm. and then you don't do it, and then I say, Abby, you know that this is part of what we're doing here. You can't mm-hmm. come back to me and be like, I got 29 kids. I, uh, uh. Um, I, in all honesty, probably, probably I would have, I would have probably you said. You would have done the data. I would, but I would have, I would, and I did go to you when we had all those students and I was like, you have got to help us. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you tried, you know, you, we went to surplus and there was no one there. So, you know, we ended up getting a long-term sub and so, but you did try to help us in the fact that you did pull some other teachers to help us with testing because that was when we were doing Briggs testing and, um, and, and it was, you know, it's so time consuming. We all had 29. And so I feel like if you are overwhelmed and you are feeling speak up, you know, advocate for yourself. No one's going to advocate for you except for you. You know, that's the reality. So if you are, yes, I do have expectations and we do have um, things that we have to do, but I can't say that I haven't complained. Yeah, no, of course not. And you're like, one of the things as admin, you're always trying to, you're always trying, or at least I am, I'm always trying to differentiate for every person. So, you know, if you need X, Y, I don't do committees anymore. Mm -hmm. Abby, you have a rough year. I cannot expect you to sign up for that committee and do it with any kind of mm-hmm. uh, joy in your heart. So I don't do committees. I basically just put an email out and say, who wants to do X, Y, Z? And then if people want to do it, great. If not, then they can't complain. So, you know, how, you know, I'm trying to differentiate and say, okay, this this one has a difficult kid this year. I'm going to help that person. We got one, one kindergarten class um, that's got a lot of difficult kids in kindergarten. You just win the lottery. You know, it just is what it is. You don't know who's coming in. But at the same point in time. Well, I do know a really good kindergarten coach. <laughs> Go ahead. We have a fabulous <laughs> kindergarten team. Like this is, they are fabulous. Those ladies are amazing. They're already bonded. They're excellent. But you're right. Um, but anyways, at what point in time should admin, you just said you can't wear the blue shirt. Oh, but you can. It's okay. Mm-hmm. At what point in time do we change the rules that we have established? for your mental health where's the line like do i just say hey it's a tough year no programs no resources i I, I know and 
And in all in all honesty, Robert, this is the kind of like talk that I don't know. I don't know because because I want there to be I want it to be black and white, but life is not black and white. It's not. It's not black it's and not. white. And you know, the the saying comes to me, fair is not equal. You know? Well, so fair sometimes you know, sometimes fairness is people getting what they need despite you know, other people not receiving it or, or, you know, so I don't really, I, I, I don't know, because I know, especially when you get staff together, it is so easy to then just pick it apart and mm-hmm. just say, this one's getting special treatment. And this one's, you know, this yeah. one's not getting special treatment. Yep. And I I don't really know what the answer is. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, it's, it, it's always intriguing. And about now, is about where people start to go kind of down the dip a little bit because now their rooms are set. They're getting the routines going. They're starting to figure out who's going to be a challenge. And it's interesting to see who can stay positive through that or who wants to go down the negative road or who asks for help. But again, Mm -hmm. if you're out there and you're asked for help, you have to remember that they can't all be like you. You have to find a way to meet them where they're at. I think that's important. Well, everybody's and everybody's at a different place. Every, like I said, everybody's right. at a different place. And so what what works for me doesn't work for you. What works for you doesn't work for me. And, you know, you have beginning year teachers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I love supervising brand new, te- you know, teachers that are not even on their own yet. They're they're in a host teacher's classroom because they're have a lot of zeal and they're they're so eager and they have good attitudes and they're doing their best but you know there's just some things that come with time and experience you know there's mm-hmm. just some things that that are going to take time and that goes for all staff you know sometimes yeah. there are teachers that ha- this is a second career for them maybe they were a realtor for 25 years and so you look at them and you automatically judge them and say, oh, well, they've been doing this a long time when actually this is their first year, second year, <laughs> you know, so you don't know. You don't really yeah. know. You also throw in there um, personalities. Some people, um, we did Enneagrams at the beginning of the yeah. year. If you, if you go talk to someone and they perceive that as you saying that they are weak in some way, then that that is their fear. They don't want to be seen as weak or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a two. If you come and talk to me, it's going to hurt my feelings and I'm going to think about it for three days. And until we're good, it's going to bug me. So you, along with all of this that I'm talking about, you have to throw people's personalities in there. Some people do not want to change. And we've been talking at school. Uh, let me know what you think about this. It all comes back to this one word. Control. Mm-hmm. What can I control mm-hmm. so that I feel okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, I let people do their mm-hmm. thing. Right. That's my way. Other principals are like, I have to have control. Mm-hmm. I have to know everything. Some teachers can let kids go. Like you had like eight stations in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Some people cannot do one station mm-hmm. at all. But again, we have to be okay from the leadership side, from the instructional leader side of understanding where to meet those people and what they can feel comfy with and control. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to push them out of their box for the betterment of them. And you, and you take that gamble. What's going to, you know, mm-hmm. this is going to either move them forward or it's going to make them make them break. But, you know, also on the other side, people have to understand it's, it's my job to push you. 
until mm-hmm. we have a hundred percent of our kids proficient and mm-hmm. we are not failing any kid in the eyes of the assessments, it's my job to push you and to make us better. So you can't be mad at me for doing it. But I think we just got to remember that they can't all be like you or you or you. We have to differentiate just as you would in your classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I, I think it has a lot to do with approach. You know, it has a lot to do with approach. Yeah. If you know, you... I made this point before for you, you're like, just tell me. Okay. But then for other people, it, you know, if you tell them, they'll start crying. Yeah. It's, so it's a hard, it's a, I, I think anybody in leadership, no matter where you're at, it's, it's a, you know, it's a difficult, you know, telling people that they're, that they need to step it up or that, um, you know, it's easy to tell people they're doing a great job. Yes, it's it is. easy to tell people that they're a runner, but to tell somebody, Hey, your, you know, your data is not good or Hey, your, your classroom management stinks. You know, that is, that's not fun because well, nobody wants to hear, you know, something negative, but that's just kind of a part of life. And we've gotten into this mindset and, and, um, I feel like society has become this, um, where n- nothing negative, no, just turn everything positive. And that's You're not, not allowed the reality. People's feelings. And that's not the, the reality is the reality is that, you know, there's just sometimes you're not good at it. Michael Jordan was not that good at baseball. You know, he was amazing at basketball, but he wasn't that great at baseball, you know? And, and so find what you're good at. And, and sometimes it's okay. I feel like to be, um, I don't want to say mediocre, but sometimes, you know, you're just going to, you, you know, maybe, maybe third grade's not for you. Maybe, you know, yeah, maybe you need to find something that is more, you know, I, I know for me, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of upper elementary. I just, I, I, I don't really, I don't know what it is, but I don't really connect with the older kids. Um, I, I don't like the sassiness. I don't like the attitudes. I don't like, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. That's just me. So for me, I absolutely love the little ones. And then there's a lot of most upper elementary are like, I don't want anything to do with, with having accidents in the classroom and, you know, singing songs and, and hugs and bubbles and all of that. So, you know, find, find, you know, try, try, try to find something that but works for you. I, I, don't know. I think the main thing is though, just try something, you know, like if you, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying this in broad strokes, but if, if your scores aren't that good or your kids are not growing, you've got to try something or don't be mad at me if I push you a little or maybe push you out or push you to a different grade level. Um, because again, ultimately it's our job to be, you know, be there for all kids as best you can. I don't understand, you know, like, um, people who are are okay with their ratings or you know they're they're not number one in the district well I mean to me the second second place is the first loser so why why aren't people striving to be the best I don't understand that so you know I, but again it comes back to not everybody can be me not everybody can be you 
and you got to kind of run in your own way or help people run in their own way. Yeah. Very, I mean, I, again, I, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic. One I would love to get others perspectives on because I don't know what the answer is. Cause I see both sides. I see, you know, I, I understand what you're saying, you know, yes, especially if you're a competitive person and you're somebody who wants to do your best, but um, after a while being second place really stinks and you just like, finally you're like, okay, I can't, you know, and especially when, when things re- require um, somebody else's effort and somebody else's work and somebody else's, you know, it's like a grade level. So let me stand on my own merit. Let me stand on my own and be responsible for my, for myself, you know? Um, and then, but if you bring all of kindergarten in and you're going to average our scores, and you're going to then degrade all of us because, you know, I, I that's just not something that I want to do, you know. Well, but it's not smart because they can't all be you or they can't all be that kindergarten teacher. Or you you show up with 11 students who have an IEP and this person has 22 students who can read. You know, again, you have to meet people where they're at. I think at, it's an age old no question, though. I think it's the age old question. You know, this is, this is, this is, have been happening since the beginning of time. I mean, I don't, I hate to, I don't want to turn this into a Bible lesson, but if, you know, uh, um, Cain and Abel, you know, Abel brought his, his, uh, his meat and, and Cain brought his vegetables. And so they both thought it was, pleasing. You know, they both thought it was equal, you know, and then one get one got mad because, you know, it wasn't accepted, you know, so I think it's been happening since the beginning of time. You know, everybody feels like their theirs is their best. And comparing it to somebody else's isn't, you know, they don't like it. They don't like it. So it's easy to, to pitch a fit. And it's easy to throw, you know, to to get upset and angry when Yours is being compared to somebody else's. Yeah. Well, it's also easy to do the negative side because that's what gets the clicks and the likes and the, and the, you know, the, the empathy uh, and things like that. Nobody gets empathy yeah. for being number one. I, yeah, not, I'm not yeah. into clickbait, not into clickbait, but it's, um, it's been a, it's been a great episode too. A lot of things that we can't, I can't answer. I've just given my inputs, but um, I don't even know if that even was was solid today because well, I feel have a lot of mixed emotions about it. I, I understand both yeah. sides, and I, I, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is. I think about it's, a lot of different people that I've worked with over the years, or that I work with now, and and you know, everybody's an individual. Everybody that's what makes us unique is everybody's individual personalities and perspectives. And, and, um, and, you know, I think Rodney King said it best. Can't we all just get along? (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) No, anyways. Well, one thing is for certain. It's all about perspective. perspective. (laughs) Always. It always always, It always comes down to perspective. So I hope you enjoyed this episode too. And, um, I have some things that I'm looking forward to. I know we're going to have some guests on and talk about some things. 
that's always a good time when we can bring a third party in. So look for that to be happening soon. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And um, Robert is the principal with the Y. Yes, I am. And yeah, it's funny. Like you, you helped me name that. Sorry, we're going off and we're trying to get in here. That's okay. You helped me name that because I couldn't think of a name. Like, well, you know, like we just did. What is your why? And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, I'll just spell principal with a Y. And and so people, so few people have any idea how to say that. It's like I'm thinking about changing my my Instagram hand. Not that I have like anybody that follows me, but um, but anyways, yes, principal with a Y. Your your it's goal play was, on words. Your goal was a hundred, and you surpassed that. So yeah, I'm at like one eighty six. So. <laughs> You're close to two hundred. Anyways, thanks for joining us. Remember, it's all about perspective. We'll catch you next time.